Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George. You're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. Benny. Hi there. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. We've got some cool news stories to talk about, including Chris Nolan's next film being announced and a few other cool things. A couple of trailers I'm really excited to talk about, actually. But first, let's catch up on what everyone's been watching. Connor. Give us your list. Um, I haven't really been <laughs> watching much. Uh, I, well, I mean, I kind of have. So I, I finished off Titans, um, which we have a review out now for Titans. Um, it's uh, it's kind of bizarre, and, and we all mentioned this in our little group chat that um, that this hasn't been getting a little bit more press. That there aren't more reviews out there. That this isn't you know more in uh, I guess the kind of general parlance of DC. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it should definitely should be there. And, you know, love it or hate it, I think this is well worth talking about or, or seeing or, or engaging with. So we'll check out our review and we'll get more into it. In with, that spoilers, one. with spoilers. With spoilers. Very, yeah. very excited to talk about some spoilers. <laughs> um, also finished off Game of Thrones Season 5. Rewatching that. Um, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to think. Again, it's one of the ones where the, you, like, most people know about Game of Thrones. If you have watched it, then you know you know what it is and how is game of thrones on a rewatch because i feel um, like most people watch it for all the twists and turns and shock and horror i think it holds up mm. I, I really do i i've always been um and i said this last time on the podcast that i've always been really lenient on uh game of thrones um i think partially because i've never read the book so i'm not comparing it to anything for me it's just a, a journey on um kind of from scratch surprised you've never read the book well, it's it's kind of one of the only ones that I've done that with. And I realized that once I had started watching the TV show, I found it very difficult to read the book. I I, I tried. Mm. I got a little bit uh, through the way of the first one. It was one of the only kind of novels of that kind that I haven't just finished relatively quickly because that's mm. usually my bread and butter. So, um, yeah, it was weird. So I just kind of accepted that this is probably just going to be a TV show for me. Have you found on your um, rewatch, did you start from the beginning? No, I start for okay. well. I've rewatched it a couple of times. Um, usually, when I'm kind of getting ready for an, a new season. Mm. Um, from for this one, we started at at season five. Okay. I think in my head it was going to take us longer to get through it. So I was thinking we, on like a binge rewatch, you might actually have a chance of noticing just how many characters get recast in that show because it's it's a lot. When you actually look at the list yeah. of them, it's crazy. Yeah. You don't, you don't notice real? year to year that. so much. Yeah, not major, not major characters, but minor characters, and sometimes minor characters who become major characters yeah. later down the way. But and to be yeah, honest, I think that it's uh, kind of fun. Even when the mm. characters are the same, I, I usually can't remember them anyways. So mm. I'm going through and I'm like checking who they are at, totally. at any rate. And so the I'm, only one that really fucking threw me was Dario. Because they cast someone who looks nothing like the original yeah, Dario. It's so I mean, weird. I, I thought that that might even... Because they never addressed it. And I was trying to kind of figure out... I've always had this theory that he might be a faceless man. Um, it's all, surely someone in the universe would be like, you, I like your new face now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you'd think no so. One but, ever, it's like he's the same guy. Anyway. Um, they should have gone with uh, what I still think is one of the best... Um, acknowledgements of a cast change which mm. is in iron man 2 on Cheadle. where Cheadle comes out and he goes it's me let's get over it and get this done <laughs> and it was just kind of beautiful like oh yeah yeah mm. very cool um question 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 <laughs> what is your favorite game of thrones series season yeah see, see? <laughs> um, it's like there's just one um <laughs> oh it's probably the first one for me i don't know that's oh. what i said to you what that's the only one i watched and I got into this episode in season two and I was like, this is getting two Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> season one had the really nice, grounded, yeah. political, 
uh, felt very real. I really loved. But this, is, I, this is one of the things and that that's I think what everyone... makes Game of Thrones so um, so successful is that it, it maintains that kind of real world political intrigue, but adds so many other aspects to it that that it, I don't think I've ever really seen in any other series. the The level of gray in the, in this series is kind of staggering. You know, characters that. You would absolutely hate in the first series once you get to know them or or you kind of understand backgrounds or or um, motivations and that you begin to switch allegiances or at least have a little bit of sympathy for why characters do certain yeah, things. Yeah, they're very complex characters for sure. Incredibly complex and um and yeah, so I, I think that that the for me it'd probably be the later seasons that I enjoy more just because. There is they've built on this kind of rich tapestry of of characters and and it's it's bizarre to think about characters that have have been and gone in that series and you thought like that was the end all and be all mm. when I was watching I was like oh like this character is going to make it to the end and and you know of course they never do and their head um, gets crushed like a watermelon yeah yeah and, and then you and never it's, it's a really kind of fascinating <laughs> twists and turns and um so yeah I, I think that um, the later series is is far better and I think that the the fact that they managed to introduce a lot more of the kind of fantasy um, aspect to it is really a testament to the, uh, or it is a testament that they've managed to maintain that kind of real, or the realism um, throughout the world. So, cool. Yeah. Um, finally, I rewatched um, Final Space. Um, it was kind of one of those things that I needed a short TV show to, to rewatch. Um, and that'll be usually Rick and Morty that I'll just jump in on an episode with, or, or um, there's a couple of others. But uh, I, yeah, I just went back to Final Space, and, and it's I get reminded of how much I love that series, um, and how annoying it is that I don't we don't have a release date for season two, mm. which has been confirmed and is in production, but still no actual date. Yeah, I I, I uh, really enjoyed that. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, nothing incredible, but uh, a solid, it, it, definitely a riff on Rick and Morty, but with with some quite obvious differences, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good one to chuck on. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the first the half of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, why don't you Brutal. go next and enlighten us? Alrighty. Um, if it's you, I, I watched an entire season of television in one sitting, which I do not do often. Um, if you haven't seen this, Connor, I think it's going to be your new favorite show. Maybe like myself. Um, I watched uh, Bill Hader's HBO show from last year, uh, Barry. Oh, okay. Um, which stars him as a, a hitman who, through a series of events um, in in Los Angeles, decides he wants to become an actor and move away from that life. Um, like I said, I just sat down, watched all eight half-hour episodes in one go. Um, couldn't stop. I fucking loved it start to finish. Uh, it reminds me of, like, I don't know, a funny, a Breaking Bad or something. Um, just... Like, really, really funny. Bill Hader is great. He does a lot of writing, directing on the show. Um, I fucking love Bill Hader to death. Yeah. And um, he he just paints this amazing character. And the show gets, like, so, so fucking dark. So, so is this suddenly. a Netflix? A HBO. HBO. Because mm. so, I, I saw the tra- uh, Barry trailer on Netflix. But I've also seen the Barry season two teaser trailer just dropped 30 minutes ago. Have you watched that? No, I haven't, no. Okay. Um, that's cool. Dropped 30 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, literally. I was just look, I, I looked up uh, Barry. And it's Barry season two. Yeah, nice. HBO. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I highly recommend this show. 
Um, like I said, it's just eight half hour episodes. As soon as I saw the time code on the first episode, it was half an hour. I was like, fuck yes. It's not <laughs> 45 minutes. Do you, do you see um, like season one has obviously been very successful in your eyes. Do you see there's a platform to build on this for the season two and, and longer? Totally. Um, if the show got cancelled straight away, I would not be complaining because it is so perfectly enclosed mm. as its own little thing. But it's, nice. it, there's still completely, absolutely more story to tell. Yeah. And like I said, I'm happy to keep watching. Well, let's also later. be honest, George. Why even ask? Like you won't make it past <laughs> the first season, anyways. So oh, you never know. <laughs> That's why <laughs> <yes>. times are <laughs> changing. Yeah, yes. You just needed to know. <laughs> times are changing, my friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, anything I'm, else? I also watched all of the available episodes of uh, Young Justice season three up to this point. Just binged like through nine of them. Cool. I can love that show to death. Killer. Mm. Uh, I watched uh, not much. I just watched The Equalizer, something I'd never seen okay. before. Cool. Uh, the first one. Yeah. First okay. One. What'd you think? I, I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah. likable, isn't it? Um, it's uh, it, the, the within the first five minutes, I turned to Ash and I said, "This film is done." saves the cat so there's this book this screenwriting book out there and it's this this writing technique called saves the cat wherein within the first five minutes of when you see a protagonist they save a cat up a tree so you immediately buy into them they've got empathy and that's what this film does at the beginning and immediately Denzel Washington fuck that guy is so likable and mm-hmm. and simultaneously a badass yeah. motherfucker that you don't want to mess with so charismatic Unbelievably charismatic. I really like this. Uh, I really like how the concept of the film ties in with the title. Um, mm. And I really thought the production value was fantastic. Mm. It has uh, really nice tracking shots, lots of wide shots, just really good, solid kind of action, Saturday night popcorn kind of flick. Is that uh, Antoine Fuqua? Yeah, I think it yeah. is, right? Yeah. Um, that movie always kind of not confused me, but like pleasantly surprised me because there's so many glaring issues with that film that are just like, they're right there. Like easy criticisms. Uh, he just goes around randomly helping people. Um, you know, why the, is that a criticism? Well, I mean, it just, it did it, like from a, a, an objective point of view, it doesn't seem to flow in that way. Like he just, there's, there's like three kind of subplots going along. They like, don't really, it, it feels like an episode, like a season of yeah, TV exactly. kind of the, condensed it, into a movie. Yeah. Um, and, and, and on kind of an objective um, uh, viewing, that would seem to um, lessen the enjoyment of the film. But it is so likable, the overall film, and, and kind of hits all these like really important notes that it just seems not to matter. It's yeah, I didn't a, find that bothered me whatsoever. No, not at all. And I, I think that, there is a point. logical thread between them that makes it work. But when you say it does feel like a season, mm. yeah, I, I can see they kind of feel like little chunks. Yeah. It's based on a TV themselves. series, so that kind of yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love the brutality in this as well. Oh man, yeah, like that, that Home Alone screw. sequence at the end is oh man, brilliant. like you can just you can just imagine like where, where you know they're they're writing the script and they're like where where is he going to work? You know, maybe like an aquarium, nah, where, or Bunnings, yeah, <laughs> Buck or Bunnings, all the stuff all the things weaponry you can use mm. in this place mm. for anyone in, in america inventive. do they have bunnings in america i don't no, think i think no, it's very no australian way. thing yeah that, that'd be home depot mm. in, yeah in, yeah just like america. a massive hardware store. or a canadian tire it's such a dad movie just middle-aged man just it is he's right about everything you yeah. can do everything uh, it's such a power fantasy yeah. for, for all yeah. guys it's, they're, I, they're know, I just, I just like really taken. got a kick out of this yeah. i thought it had a there's throwback fun. action movie kind of vibe yeah there's those kind of films and i i've always loved this criticism i've, I've got to make uh tristan that um i put on to a movie called it man and i've mentioned this before in the um on the podcast and i, I showed it to him it's this great martial arts film um and he comes back and he's like yeah it was cool but like the the main character was so good. 
Like he was just, he was the nicest. Like there's no in, inner conflict. Like he was always right. He was always patient. He was always the best at whatever he tried kind of thing. And he's like, it just, it, get, it, can, it can feel a little boring or, or without conflict um, if that's the case. And, and um, I don't know. I just, that doesn't seem to apply to certain movies for me, like Ip Man, like um, this one where he's always I think he's right. Got, I think in, in Ip Man, he's almost got like this sort of godlike quality, which he doesn't necessarily have in Equalize. He still seems like he's got- Tortured. Yeah, he's got tort- yeah. a tortured soul. That might that might be it. So it balances yeah. it out nicely. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to watch number two, which you guys have both seen. Adjust your expectations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the second in a, in, in a movie, like it, or it's a sequel. I mean, it's never going to be- Go in with reasonable expectations. Cool. It's the same thing again, yeah. really, but cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump, jump into, into the news. All righty. Uh, big story this week. Um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is uh, back. He's got a new movie coming out from Warner Brothers, and it is going to arrive July 17th next year. 2020. Yep. Um, we don't know anything about it except that it's going to be an IMAX event movie. That's um, certain. That's it. He loves his IMAX. Loves his IMAX. Um, yeah. So really, we we don't have any other information. No. Uh, the people's kind of worst fear is, is this is just like a documentary or something that um, he's involved with. You know how directors sometimes just do these yeah, side I think, projects. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be in that. Yeah, well, capacity. yeah, hopefully it's full-fledged um, entry to his canon. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a, um, a question of the week um, come in, and it actually had to do with this story. So um, we thought we'd move up our question of the week and um, kind of yeah. put it out there. Um, it comes from Eric, I believe. Eric Carter. Eric Carter. Oh boy, thanks, bro. He says, uh, quick question I want to toss out there with Christopher Nolan's next film getting a target date, you know, 2020. Um, what type of film or story would you uh, guys like to see him tackle next? Which is, I think, the, the question on a lot of people's lips um, with there being so little information about this. Um, I did a George. bit of a Google search to just, just see what speculation was out there or yeah. what, what, what sort of has been announced in the past and... And uh, it seems to be that everyone was sort of thinking he was going to do Bond. Everyone was saying, next Nolan film's going to be Bond and he's going to do Bond, Bond, Bond. Not going to happen. Kerry Fukunaga's doing that. So it's really quite an open playing field. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, this sounds kind of, I, I think I could, if I hear back to the podcast, I could slap myself for this suggestion, but I am kind of keen for an Inception 2, <laughs> for whatever reason. I would okay. be interested to see him go back to that world and maybe make the dream sequences a little more messed up. Mm. Um, you know, Nolan, he kept it very grounded, but where can they go with the dream sequencing? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I seem to think that world, you, you can explore in it uh, yeah. and you can open it up a little bit. I think there's some very key reasons why he won't and shouldn't go back to that world one will be everyone will want him to address the ending of inception and i think that the open-ended nature of that film is so purposeful well michael, michael kane already gave it away remember? well he did yes <laughs> yeah. but i mean just it, the, mo- the, the movie as it as you know as it is hmm. um kind of I, I suppose it'd be death of the author um kind of in its own way um it, it, it it's just so open-ended and it's so kind of um, out there that I, th- I think that it would be weird to have Do you have to go, to I guess the question is then, do you have to go with Leonardo DiCaprio's character? Can you just be in the Inception world? Maybe yeah. have some kind of through line with him there. I don't know. 
I don't know. I feel like somebody like Nolan could make that work. Yeah. He doesn't really like doing sequels, though. So and I I'd doubt. Be, I doubt. Yeah. I'd I be worried about it happening. I'd be worried about um, just using it as, as kind of too much of a gimmick. I mean, without the story and without the characters in that film, which I really think brought it all together, I just I feel like they would just attack it as a gimmick, and and it would just kind of ruin or not ruin, but lessen or dampen the world as it is. Um, I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff they can still explore with the concepts in the world. Undoubtedly, yeah. So, and I think they only really tapped into this kind of the surface of it. There was also a few comic books that got released with Inception that I read and they had an interesting world building, Mm -hmm. you know, expansion to it. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's going to happen though. I I, I really don't. So what the, the, Uh, Ooh, the, you shut up. I was going to ask you what. Well, I was going to give it to you, Ben. I was going to say what. What, what would you he like can, to see him tap? Can, right? Shut up. Can track go in there yeah. um, I, I think what what would actually be the the best thing here is since Christopher Nolan is one of the only working directors who can get original blockbusters off the ground, is to make another Inception, but not like a sequel, like just another new, brand new property that we don't know anything about. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it's got I that kind like, of mystery vibe to it. Yeah. Because because for so many years. I think since Inception, he said, I've got this World War uh, II script called Dunkirk. You know, everyone knew he had Dunkirk in the background. Mm. And I feel like now that was ticked off the list, there's not that film that he's had kicking around. Yeah. And this could be, I, that, that's maybe why I thought an, an Inception 2, it's got that kind of mystery vibe to it. And, and if he can pull off a, a grand scale blockbuster with something brand new. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him tackle comedy. Something right out of his wheelhouse. Like, really just kind of shake it up. I honestly would like to say that because yeah. I think it would be so fucking horrendous. It would be so <laughs> deadpan and bland. Yeah. Um, Pass the tea, Marjorie. I mean, <laughs> perhaps more suited. Um, and this is, I, I don't know that he'd be any more, um, or if he'd be any better at this, but perhaps going more towards horror. Um, I think that, I've mentioned this before. It's just I, I find there's a lot of parallels between comedy and and horror, um, which which is exactly why I think that it might not be good for him to do this. I think that if you create a horror film that is too deadpan, too perfect, that you kind of there's something lost in that. Um, but it'd be I, I you know it'd be an interesting experiment. I think it'd be probably be better at that than comedy. <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely say so. But the thing is, he is an event. You know, he's a bums in seats guy. Mm. Uh, so he's going for an M rating mass audience. I can't see him delving too far into horror. Mm. I can't I mean, even yeah, see him I, do this, a This is more like, what would you of. like to see him? Like, if, someone with those skill sets, what would you like to see out of him? Which is, uh, you know, it was partially a joke, but it, it was partially true. Is I would like to see him do yeah. something outside of his wheelhouse, something no, that we haven't cool. seen before. I would hate to see him do a comedy. Like, that would just be just yeah. god awful. But I mean, like, just something that he's not used to doing. And I mean, horror, I can definitely get behind. Yeah. Yeah. I um I haven't really loved a Chris Nolan film since Inception, so I, I'm not I'm not too excited until we know more about this. Unfortunately, uh, Dunkirk, Dunkirk. No, I, I I was you know blown away by its technical mastery, but um didn't didn't he's really. Very, didn't he's really he's much very technical. Feeling in he's me. very technical in his scripts, uh, in that it's all very well thought out, and uh, there's often a very planned out rules rules and regulations mm. behind where where it all comes and it comes full circle with twists and turns uh so from from every aspect of this film is very meticulously done and it almost has this mathematical yeah non-human you know that's why i could never see him 
go and do a comedy? One, one thing is for certain, it's probably going to be about a group of very important men doing very important work. Yes, yes. And there's probably going to be a woman who fucks everything up. <laughs> it's a Nolan movie. Um, done with that? Done with that. But there, there's another yep. little interesting tidbit to this story. Ben. Oh, shit. What is it, George? That second bullet point there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't see it. You, you I can't see it from here. New, news guy? <laughs> no, I'm going to let you have this <laughs> oh, I just wanted to throw in here that uh, just remember, just remind everyone that unfortunately we do have a Memento remake on the way. Uh <laughs> You know, I just don't know if that's the right film to get a remake. Uh, Nolan isn't involved. Uh, the one little bit of hope here is that the producer has said about this film that we are working on a special project around that film, Memento. It is, a, it is, um, it is very private. It's not really a remake, but it's something similar. So maybe they'll just use the title and do a riff on the concept. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I just don't think that film needs to be touched. It's so well executed for that concept and it's not... I don't know. It, it's it, it's only sort of twenty years old. You know, it's it's not really time. It's a massive kick in the balls that movie too. I don't really want to sit through that again. Like it's fantastic, but man, it's fucking. It's crushing. one of those films that is really an event, and you kind of feel exhausted after watching. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, I've done my I've done my duty. I've I've watched Memento. Are you you guys don't like Memento? I love oh, it's Memento. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched the chronological? No, never. That's really. I would really like to see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be down. Of interest. Um, all right, next up, we've got some, some big old DCEU news. Um, Aquaman, unsurprisingly, is now the highest grossing DC film ever, passing The Dark Knight Rises. Unsurprisingly. Last time. Well, last time we talked about it, it was right on the heels. It was in yep. between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Go back three months and tell yourself Aquaman's going to become the highest DC. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I know that, that is insane. Yeah. But, but that's what we've been saying yeah. for a couple of months now. This is no fucking doubt. ridiculous. Um, I was just telling you guys earlier about watching Young Justice Season 3, which... Um, you know, set a little bit, a few years ahead of the last season, they always do these time jumps and the, the Justice League in, in that continuity is run by Aquaman and Wonder Woman, which is <laughs> crazy. possibly what we're going to be getting in the movies if, um, if these are the numbers we're looking at because Superman really ain't shit no more. <laughs> How does that work? Does, does, like, can they run the show, Aquaman? You I know, mean, Can he lead the Justice League? Can, can Jason Momoa's <laughs> version of Aquaman... But how, does it does it work? I think does, do they make it? Are I, able to oh, pull in that it off? in that continuity, okay. yeah. Well, it's a different. It's not Arthur Curry. It's a different Aquaman at that point. Oh, right, in the yeah. show. Well, that so changes can, everything. Maybe yeah. this is just my lack of knowledge on the DCEU. But is is there always like a definitive leader of Justice League? Um, it's more democratic, I think, usually. Because yeah. I think, like in in Marvel, but, but in terms of but in terms of just who would be the like the main character. the main ones you're focusing on. Yeah. Because I always, I mean, this is always the case that you compare Marvel and DC. But I've always found that they've done a really good job of playing people like Iron Man and, and um, Captain America off each other and, and having mm. the characters really... Yeah, it felt very democratic and, and there's not particularly one person that you follow as the main character throughout those Avengers films. Um, so I, I, I think they could kind of... They could make it work, just put a little bit more emphasis on Aquaman and have that kind of... No one's definitively leading it. Well, to jump ahead a little bit, um, Patty Jenkins has come out... Um this week she's been doing a lot of interviews. She said they, that DC is going to be focusing more on solo movies now. I thought she said that she hopes a, that they do. Right, yeah, yeah. Which um, is definitely what they're going to be doing. For I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing that's worked for them so far. Yes. Um, the, Which is the, what they should have done from the beginning. Yeah. I mean... And I mean, this is the problem. People have been saying that yes. from the beginning. Yes. Which is, which is just fucking bizarre that and, um, DC thought that they were just gonna no let's just skip all the groundwork and jump to a, a you know a 
I think it went from Man of Steel, movie. which was completely self-contained. Like, there was no intention to ever make that spin into a universe, and they jumped straight into Batman v Superman after that. Yeah, because that, that, the, the funny thing about this whole experiment was Man of Steel was produced by Chris Nolan, mm. and it was almost supposed to integrate with The Dark Knight Rises. It's much more a vestige of that. Yeah, that and era. then they went and did this one, and it was sort of spiraled out of control. Uh, but yeah, as we said, everyone's been... Um, Saying this from the beginning seems bizarre. Anyway, I'm glad they're getting their footing. Uh, another cool thing here is James Wan will probably direct the sequel if the script is noteworthy. That's for uh, Aquaman 2. Not noteworthy, mm. worthy. worthy. Oh, did I say noteworthy? It's, it's a very small <laughs> distinction, but I, I kind of want to make it. Um, largely because what's his definition of worthy? Because if the original <laughs> Aquaman script is quote-unquote, worthy, then we are going to have some serious issues. Well, he's probably got a bit more, um, got, got a bit more swing on this one, so he, sure. could, he yeah. could hold out for something that he thinks is better than yes, the definitely. first one, and hopefully and, he does. And I hope that that's what it is. I hope he, he kind of jumped onto the first one, didn't have too much say in, in things like casting or, or more particularly scripting in that, um, and that this, he might, in fact, have a little bit more say in that. Because, um, yeah, that was one of my biggest criticisms of that film, which was that the casting on that, or not? Sorry, the casting. Sorry, the, the scripting and the um, the dialogue in that. That was might painful. just be his thing, though. His scripts, his scripts, his uh, talents might just lie elsewhere. Like, yeah, this yeah. is the Fast and Furious guy, you know. Yeah, I don't think you know. I would go say the Conjuring dialogue is insanely great. You know, mm. it's poetry. Um, <laughs> it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know what's funny is I'm just reflecting on the on what we've been talking about a lot recently, and there's a lot less MC new MC. You news and mm. we've been talking a lot about dc and now with titans we've all watched that we're doing a review of that it's really cool that comic book movies have not you know everyone's been saying oh it's gonna die it's gonna gas out it's great to see that it isn't gassing out and warner brothers can hopefully they recorrect this ship and we've got a, a bunch of good movies for the next decade mm-hmm. i would really like to see that i would um, love some good dc movies yeah <laughs> uh. Um, all right. Uh, next up, can we briefly talk about the Oscar nominations that Very came out briefly. this week? Um, I just want to mainly run through the uh, the Best Picture nominations. Um, we have Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. So once again, they've gone for eight nominations instead of the ten that they're allowed to go. Um, I, this is probably my most disappointing Best Picture list ever. Well, let's just put it out there. Black Panther is in Best Picture, which is fucking insane. Um, I think I I think as far as cultural impact, fine, great. But for a superhero film to make the nomination list for Best Picture, um, seems to me that it should have been a technically great film. And I think that if you took for something example of uh, Logan was far more deserving of a Best Picture nomination than Black Klansman, or sorry, not Black Klansman, sorry, Black Panther. Um, even um, Infinity War, I think, is more deserving of that spot. If you're going to take a movie that is not only technically really spectacular, but also culturally impactful, um, I think that um, Infinity War was is, is an easy choice. Don't, me, disagree, don't disagree at all, just... I mean, this is obviously the um, the Academy striving for relevance as always, and uh, there was a huge push um, by Disney for this to happen. They would have got in so much shit if they didn't do it, which is you know a shitty way for things to have to go. But um, the the one thing is when people look back on on this year in film, a decade in the future, there's only one movie they're going to remember, and it's fucking Black Panther. Like in terms of like the cultural impact and everything. 
So it, it's kind of what criteria are you basing these awards on? Um, the the sheer impact this movie had is definitely noteworthy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a different category that, they could have. That's why I get confused. Because so, they've got Roma in there and then Black Panther. And those two movies, like, the, there's no common criteria between them. Totally. And um, it's just a, it's a complete scattershot of different reasons why different movies are in. Um, I think it's telling that Black Panther isn't really doing much in other categories. I feel like it, it's best picture. You know how nebulous that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, this this is, I guess, I think the only category they could really. I think it's also important for. to take note of how these awards work and uh, massive corruption. Well, no, is that if you don't do a campaign, your film won't enter this list. Yeah. So if you're not going to parties, schmoozing with the board, saying hey, you know, getting to know them, you're not going to make this list, and that applies to every category in here. Maybe some of the not, maybe some of the technical ones, sound, all those kind of things, maybe not there, but certainly best actor. You know, mm. you have to be doing that stuff. So. As, as Benny that's what said, I mean by corruption. A, this has nothing to do with being the best actor or having the best. It's like it film. comes. It comes down to you know they they've got to vote for the best actor, and they go, oh, you know that guy, Jared Leto. He's a nice guy. You know, I had a good chat to him at that party mm. last night. That, but that's my uh, point. Boom. It's just you money. Know, that's, it's it's corruption. It's this is and just stupidity. The Academy has such a short memory. Like the most notable thing here is that a movie from almost a year ago actually made it into this because generally it's things released in the past mm. couple of months because that's all anyone yeah exactly well that's why for. everyone released their oscar films from november onwards because they want to be in the top of mind they so, don't want to be everyone doesn't want to be thinking about a film from 12 months ago uh what do you guys think about the rest of these nominations black landsman's obviously um deserving yep yeah, uh, we all love that roma um, I, I can definitely see why but um that's a very slow film i'm not really in my wheelhouse when, uh, but uh certainly I, appreciated it when i saw it i haven't seen a couple of these but the favorite is easily uh the favorite for me like i yeah far and away the best film on this list um out I, of those i'd be keen to see green book green book's meant to be quite good fuck that movie why i'm just so sick of these like white guilt uh, absolving movies you know it's like oh we solved racism everybody we did it 50 years ago it's it's just the same story again and again it's stupid i watched a cool uh you know that hollywood roundtable youtube yep. channel i watched a really cool actors one it had uh, mahershala ali uh vigo mortensen um man who else they're all escaping me right now but it was a really good pool um of, of actors who, who's a uh, black panther Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman was on there. He was great. Mm, uh, really cool. cool to see these guys riffing off each other and talking about them working together on the film. And and then they seem to really strike up a camaraderie and really support each other. Uh, it was quite 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 uh, yeah, fascinating watch. So I highly recommend that. But I'm I'm very intrigued to check that out. Yeah. Purely on just watching these guys integrate and and yeah. hear about and how I, they work. I think that that I mean I I think you can make movies about any number of things. I don't think that. You know the. I don't see why you shouldn't make a movie about that. If it's a good story and it's acted well and it's produced well, then I um. <laughs> good point. <laughs> well, no, Sorry, I no, like, I'm, 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 um, it, no, no. My of, main issue is that this movie completely movie, represents movie. the people, the real people that it's based on. The um, the family of of the guy who Mahershala Ali is playing um was very upset about his portrayal in this movie. The story it just takes a lot of liberties. Yeah. Um. That right. Really but I mean, that's, that's not, the thing. It's fair. a movie. Like, it's it's never going to be the real story because real stories okay, are okay. more often than not. All right. I, I like, think it's it, really fucked up that they did this to real people, though. I'm allowed to think this is a I know, stupid I'm not saying movie. that you are, but I'm just saying that that's 
this movie specifically, I feel like that's a weird thing to bring up. Anyways, is there anything else that stood out for the rest of the nominations? Tony Collette got fucking robbed, unsurprisingly. For Sorry, who? Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. Not, not nominated for Best Actress yeah. for Hereditary, but that was never going to happen. Bullshit. I will say, this This is weird. I haven't seen, and sort of, sort of go right back to Green Book, but I haven't seen um, the movie, but is uh, Ali the supporting character? Is it about Viggo Mortensen? I was kind of confused of where the, how they determined that. Actually, don't know. Don't know much uh, about that film, to be ben, perfectly anything honest. anything on you? Again, it's so, um, so ill-defined, all these things. Yeah. Uh, Reppin' Adam Driver to win something. Um, he's best supporting actor, right? Uh, I really want him to win for Black Klansman because I think he did a killer job in that portrayal. Maybe this year we'll finally find out what the difference between sound editing and sound mixing is because <laughs> the Academy certainly doesn't One day. know. Um, for director, anything that jumps out? I, I kind of want to give it to Spike Lee just because I think this is one of the best films he's done in a while and I really did enjoy Black Klansman. That's uh, a really solid he, film. I think he, he really, I think he really put a lot of himself in this yeah. and, and I think that when you think of best director, you have to think about the tone of voice of that director and if somebody else, if, you know, Chris Nolan came and did Black Klansman, how different would it be? Yeah. I think this is definitely a Spike Lee this is his baby, you know. He he put a lot of his ideals in here, whether you agree with them or not. Um, so I I respect him for that. So I'd yeah. like him to get to get that. I Definitely agree. going to Coron though. Yeah, for Go sure. To the black and white movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, again, I feel like I'm kind of uh, broken record at this point, but I I would have loved to see the Russo brothers in the um, at least nominations for director. I Definitely mean, being able to helm that is yeah, it's a monster. Again, whether you like the film or you hate the film, I mean, there's kind of technical mastery there of. Sorry, just going back to the, the black and white, I could just imagine like a board of executives just sitting down at <laughs> Alfonso Cure and it's like, Alfonso, listen, we've got a great script here. You know, this is potentially an Oscar winner, black and white baby. You know, this is, we have to do this. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, um, Alfonso, that's a terrible impression of you. I really <laughs> apologize. Um. <laughs> Uh, Incredibles 2 an animated feature that's insane <laughs> I, yeah that's it, the animated ones I don't think most of the Academy members even see them no. like yeah, the amazing thing have. is that Spider-Man actually made it in even though it's like I think easily the best one yeah um, hopefully, hopefully that takes it I would love yeah I would love to yes. see Spider-Man take Underdog, it Underdog I reckon if that wins it there's hope for this world maybe well <laughs> that's I hate the Oscars just... I honestly hope I don't hear about any yeah. results oh, yeah. <laughs> so and they just I, riled I, me up I feel like we've all said that uh we want to skim past these, but we're going to go into it in a little bit too much detail. I'm happy to move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up, uh, Detective Pikachu sequel is already in the works um, from one of the writers of 22 Jump Street, Oren Uziel. Love it. <laughs> you haven't seen the first one yet. I've got a, such a good feeling about this. <laughs> um, early word is remarkably positive for this movie, um, yeah. which is really cool. I hope this is fucking brilliant because... Last year or past few years, we've had a few video game movies that are moving into decent territory. No, I don't think. I don't think. Doom. Doom. I'm talking about your uh, your uh, Tomb Raider, which I thought was you know half half decent. Yeah. Um, nothing uh, that I would qualify as like. Finally, they made a really good one. But um, if this could be it, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Though um, that and ticks a lot of my boxes. Nintendo. I love movies. how absolutely not even positive, but like as if there was any question 
that this was going to be a bad film when we first heard about it. Like the idea that Ryan yes. Reynolds is playing Pikachu, that it's a, a real world detective. P- like it just, it seemed like, oh, people have lost their minds. Fair enough. There's yeah. mm. B movies that get made all thing. the time. Yeah. Um, and for it to do such a 180, um, and not only my mind, but the kind of public opinion mm. is bizarre. I just like, it just. Like the, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I think they, ne- like I watched that trailer not too long ago again, and it's such a killer trailer. Mm. And I feel like one of the things they've done well in is they've got the Pokemon They've, gr- they've got a good grasp on how to make them work in this format. Mm. For whatever reason, it just seems to not be jarring. It doesn't seem to be like Smurfs. Not Sonic. <laughs> which we, we thought it was going to be. So yeah. I feel like, and I could be completely wrong here, but I'm going to put this down to Nintendo. Nintendo are notorious with not giving any of their IPs away for licensing. Mm. Uh, I put it down to them having a very... Uh, maybe some kind of consultancy group or somebody really helping shepherd this project through because I, I don't know. They seem to have fucking nailed it. And I think I, the rights issues. I for hope Pokemon. they nail it in the in the, the the long form film. Definitely, I think the rights issues for Pokemon are a little more complicated than that. I don't think Nintendo sure. outright owns it. The okay. Pokemon Company okay. and them have this weird relationship. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, but I, I think the Pokemon Company as well are very protective about uh, it. So for sure, I also yeah. think Ryan Reynolds is hitting kind of a, a stride now where he's he can almost do no wrong. I say very kind of I feel like, I feel <laughs> waiting like, for him to do I wrong. I feel like that gas tank is kind of worn off. Really? Um, I, don't think we've ta- I don't think we've ta- talked about uh, the Deadpool 3 announcement that he mentioned, hmm. uh, wherein he said, uh, we're doing Deadpool 3 and it's going to be really, really different from 1 and 2. And I feel like it's just like, huh, okay. I mean, we're not talking about it this week and... Uh, I mm. guess it's going to be a Deadpool 3. You know, when Deadpool 1 came out, I was like, Ryan Reynolds, you're the man, you're the man. He was just running down the street, screaming at people, <laughs> grabbing them, slapping them. just em. like, Ryan. <laughs> Do you know what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I f- but listen, I feel like n- r- completely separate to that, he's nailing it in this Detective Pikachu role from what I've seen in the trailer. So I've, I've, been, I've been keeping something from you guys. You um, are there was oh, there was there was a new You're a furry Pokemon. There was a Person. I'm a Pokemon fairy. Um there's a new there's a new trailer. there was a new trailer for Detective Pikachu, a TV one. I don't know if you guys saw it. I I, I intentionally left it off last week because it was too disheartening. It ends with Pikachu farting. It's a fart joke. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> no, I can deal with that. This being in the movie is one thing, but then putting it in the trailer as well, I'm like Oh, that goodwill, man. Um, it's actually on YouTube on a lot of channels as the Pikachu fighting trailer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Is it, is it any good? It's not funny. It's stupid. No, but is the trailer good other than the fart? There's not much new stuff in it. It's okay. a TV one. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, uh, That's fine. Yeah. Fart. Fart away, Pikachu, man. Odd misstep. Do your thing. All right, next up, um, Sony uh, is making a Morbius movie, thank God, and they've cast Matt Smith, former Doctor Who. Former Terminator Genesis Skynet, <laughs> yep, hologram. So, person. can I ask you a quick question? You guys are obviously really big fans of Venom, far more than I am. <laughs> Does the success of Venom give you? Um, I don't know if renewed hope is any hope <laughs> for Morbius or the continued Sony smuck or whatever it's called. Schmuck, schmuck, you schmuck. Sunk, sunk. Sony Universe of Marvel cam- characters. Name. Wow. Um, the yeah. on, the only thing, <laughs> no short answer. The only thing though that kind of does make me think maybe is uh, just maybe after Venom doing so well, they will just 
be okay to let these things be their own thing a little more, like maybe loosen the grip a little bit on them. Um, and I think there's like a 50-50 chance of that actually happening. But if they do, I think um, there might actually be some potential here. Like, Because with these characters, as much as we make fun of the idea of this and everyone online does, I, I kind of like the idea of using these, you know, Z-list characters that no one gives a shit about because they can do anything with them. Well, that's, I, I feel like Aquaman, Titans, these, these B-list, these D-list characters, even mm. you can throw Iron Man into the mix. Yeah. Reinvent them, add something new to the yeah. mix. Let's not see Superman, Batman again. I'm so much bored of baggage. It. Let's yeah. go to explore some new shit. But I, I think that that then brings you around to the question is, who is handling it? And the idea that Sony is in charge of this project has never brought um, forth a great sense of confidence in myself. I still don't have that confidence because I think that Venom was lackluster at best um i mean it's i don't know like does it does that feel like it's in the right hands to you guys maybe it's christopher nolan maybe morbius is what he's doing (laughs) listen you know um you know my opinions on chad leto uh, but I, I honestly actually, don't. Like, like half the time I think to you, saying, half the saying, time I think you I was hate saying him. to Ben, we need to have a little wall of George's wall of hate and have Mark <laughs> Strong, Jude Law, Jared Leto all pinned up on there. Yeah, Connor. <laughs> with, a little, with, a little, with a little darts. knives in them. The yeah. Darts, yeah. <laughs> Burnt out eyes. Yeah. Um, you know what? <laughs> so I, I, I think. Uh, and I don't think for any three of those people, you've given a really concrete no answer rationale. as to why you there's hate those no people. Strong like Mark, Mark Strong's in too many movies. Or, <laughs> he hasn't been in a movie since 2015. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got a strong one for Jude Law. His face makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, that, that, I'm only human. I'm only yeah. human. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Morbius, it's a movie and it's coming out. And Matt Smith's in it. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, onwards to even more exciting news. Yeah, next up, oh, um, Connor, I'm going to let you take this one. This is Connor's uh, Lord of the Rings corner. Um, okay, yeah, sure. I, I, to be honest, though, I didn't even know that this was happening. And Ben, you alerted to this to me, like, you know, what, half an hour ago? Just before we started the podcast? Mm. Um, there's a Tolkien movie um, based on Tolkien um, and uh, it has Nicholas Holt as uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, and they've released an image of him. Um, these kinds of images are never, there's never really much to them. Um, but uh, do either of you know much about Tolkien? Like, even just kind of generally? Uh, I know he was born in South Africa, and then he uh, moved to the UK, and I know he went to, I, I've forgotten whether it was World War One or World War Two. Uh, one. Um, and he I drew believe, a yeah. lot on those experiences. But other than that, you know, the bullet points, I don't know much else about him. Yeah. And I know he wrote four books. There you go. There you <laughs> uh, go. And maybe four and a half, I think. Yeah, Silmarillion. Somebody else finished it. His uh, kid his son, or something. Yeah. I think it's Chris. Hey, son, finish it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, I, look, in terms of um, biopics, I mean, I've never had a great amount of hope for, for biopics. They, mm. they, often fall into the same traps um, and tropes as each other. Um, having said that, I really like Nicholas Holt. I've always, like, I, I've always thought he's a, a really good actor and enjoyed what he's been in. Um, on top of that, I think that this is a really interesting story. I think the, the, the story of his life um, and how his experiences um, kind of bled through into the overall universe that he created um, I think that there is room to do something very interesting with this. I like no idea whether they will do something interesting with this, but I just I, I feel like there is there is the potential 
with this. And it, it is looking at the birth of one of the more most, um, I guess, formative or the kind of the influential. Influential is probably the best word for it. Yeah, most mm. influential um, fantasy worlds ever yeah, to everyone's chasing him for sure well yeah i mean like kind of everything bases it yeah. off tolkien's elves and his dwarves and yeah um but it, it's really fascinating to see where he drew inspiration from and like building entire languages and and using different aspects of the real world to influence that i can just see in my mind something really cool being done with this i was just really contrived and it has him witnessing like real world versions of all the things that happened in lord of the rings that was exactly what <laughs> like, i was gonna say meets a guy called like pegolus he's like mm. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so he just meets john reese davies and he's well, like and he's like and my gun yeah <laughs> like he's in the trench yeah. and, but there's um, like the, there's like the legolas yeah, guy yeah, yeah. he's like he was mm. the most handsome man in the trenches yeah. well, well, see, him, like, mm. yeah. i can i can definitely i think if they if they found a way to bring aspects of that without going full um, ridiculous with them. No, I want it to be full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, like in a tent and he's like, I will name this area Elrond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Seriously, please make that movie. Nicholas Holst. 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 House. Whatever House. your name is. Um, yeah. Look, I just, I mean, it's... I think this is going to come across very generic and I don't think it's going to have the nuance. Um, like, and I think a documentary, a documentary would have a better, uh, a more effective way to tell the story. No one will see a documentary. And, and evidently, the, but yeah. I think the guy who made the documentary directed this or something, there is some, uh, there's some tie there. Um, yeah. Go look it up yourselves. <laughs> you're have you, have you seen anything info, by yeah. Dome Karakoski? One more time. Dom, Dom, Karakot. Dom. Dong. Dom. <laughs> hey, please respect the creators out there, my friend. Some, someone look uh, him up quickly. <laughs> I have uh, no idea who the fuck this guy is. Uh, looking it up now. This is fun. Finish. This is good. Yeah, this is good, good. Um, nah, nothing. Nah. Okay. Let's cool. move on. Oh, well, yep. Finally, we have a new image from Hobbs and Shaw or Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, it's the rock about to explode, I think. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it's a bit terrifying. It's him and another WWE guy. <laughs> oh, yeah? Um, uh, there's a second photo. Oh, no, not in this. Um, not in the one you have there. Um, yeah, he he look, looks big. Um, he's, he's, I, he, there was a period there. Is this that, the, latest, the latest level? Is this a new well, threshold? There, there, was, there was a period there where he every movie he got a little bigger or a lot bigger. I think he, he kind of um, just... Stagnated for a little while there, but I think he's done it again. He's ascended. Jesus. Um, Fast Five. That was one where he went to a whole new level. Mm. He was like, whoa. The he, pain and gain. Explosive. He was fucking huge in pain and gain. We mm. should get a little rock timeline. Because you see him <laughs> in the WWE and yeah, you're like, wow, that guy's lean. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, do, you, do you think that we've had enough rock for a while? I mean, if you're going to get angry at Mark Strong for being in too many movies, surely there's a little bit of reservation for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I mean, I didn't like Jumanji much, uh, so... Everyone else did. But I've always... I've just got a soft spot for this guy. He's just giving life 110%, and I've just got... I just respect his work ethic. I think you just got to not watch as many movies as he makes. Like, just, yeah. just follow <laughs> him on Instagram Don't and watch his videos. Don't watch his movies. Like last year, watch Rampage and skip Skyscraper, you know? Yeah. If you yeah. watch both of them, you probably will be burnt Yeah, out. Rampage was cool. Yeah. Um, yes. We also got a little a little word from uh, Vin Diesel here. Um, 
on the other side of the franchise. Uh, as you know, there are three new spin-offs that we have promised Universal. I did not know that. Um, well, this week we heard a pitch for the fast female protagonist-driven spin-off I created in 2017. So it looks like we could be getting a... Uh, oh, hello. Hello. Um, could be getting a lady-focused uh, Fast and Furious lady movie. Focused. I don't know why mm. that sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I assume this would be maybe uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty. They'd probably throw all the money in the world to try and get Gal Gadot back because she was in one of them. Um, yeah. I think she... Didn't she die in one? Yeah, definitely. But so did all the other characters in one yeah, of the other ones as well. Back. Yeah. Um, yeah, this... Uh, I, this makes a lot of sense. You know, huge build franchise. a TV series, yeah. uh, hit different demographics with different types of shows, uh, movies... There's a Other lot of IP, yeah. and whatever. Fast and Furious is notably probably the most um, for its scale, um, well, diverse. Um, yes, in terms of cast and creatives, yep. which is really cool. Totally. So, so they should definitely tap into that. It's got worldwide yeah. appeal. Yeah, you know, it's popular everywhere. Mm. So, yep. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I want to see when this franchise will collapse under its own weight because I feel like it's run by people that had never had any intention of something growing to this size, and <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that. There, when it started out that there was the competence to handle something like this. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, if the the weight of it becomes too much. I mean, there's already internal conflicts that have thrown <laughs> the entire franchise into strife. And, oh, but it's, it's, just, it's amazing with the popularity of cars that there's not more movers in this space. There's, I mean, Need for Speed need for didn't speed. seem to make it work. The Aaron Paul movie from like 2013 or something. But I think mm. people that love cars, like, it's not a huge demographic. People that love cars. Like, there's people that like cars. Like me, I'll go and watch this film and I'll appreciate But there's the, people the stuff, who love but, cars, man. Like, car shows, people who are into cars. Like, it's... But if you look at anything car-related, there's something else to that then. Like, I mean, Top Gear is one of the... And I, I, I forgot to mention this in my um, Watched This Week section, but I started watching the Amazon Prime Season 3 of... Uh, um, Grand Tour. Grand Tour, thanks. Um, and you get the sense, like, so little about that, you know, series and the Top Gear series before it was really about the actual cars. It was very much about the personalities around very, that. That's a the, different type of entertainment, yeah. but, I, I mean, feel. you look at Fast Furious, it's very, very little about the actual cars. I mean, it, at these points, it's just big action films. They might as well but be I'm Mission Impossible films. I'm surprised there's not more that people can tap into this space and, and give different angles, different types of stories. Like, you don't have to go the over-bloated Fast and Furious. Is there room in the space for a more like badass, uh, gritty, you know, car. I don't know. I just feel interested. With, with the success of this franchise, do you think there would be more I'm imitators? I'm surprised yeah. there's not more like quote unquote car movies. You've got so many superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, why, why is that? There's, there's, there seems to be point. a cap on it. Go back to the gone in 60 uh, seconds. Yeah. Days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. What time is it? It's trailer time. Oh, I nearly did it. I had to no. like, <laughs> start myself. Thank God. <laughs> Thank um, God. All right. First, we have, Christ knows why this is actually first. <laughs> or in um, here at all. <laughs> the, or why it's here at all, yeah. The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, um, which is a Netflix trailer. It is... This looks so brutal. Not even going to try to pronounce this name because I never get it right. She it's, was Hill AG4, um, starring and directing. That one. Um, who I really like. Oh, he's great. I, I, um, I first awesome. saw him, I believe, in um, Serenity. Action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I always thought he... Like, I just kind of... I connected with that character as, or I connected with the actor as a, a really good force in that film. Brilliant in that. Um, but, 
Yeah, I, this trailer did absolutely nothing for me. It's uh, it's a very you've got to be in a certain mood for this movie. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something inspiring, something that's probably going to crush you and be very <laughs> confronting in a lot of ways, but it's also got the sort of Hollywood like sheen sheen to it. Yeah, so it's not doesn't look like quite as realistic a portrayal as. Like we're talking about two set very separate issues here, but um, Twelve Years a Slave, you know, uh, you've got very very different tones of voice here, but it's going to have that same crushing kind of yeah. feeling to it. I love uh, I love Chiwetel, but he's no Steve McQueen. I thought this is a really terrible trailer, to be honest. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's just what he's working with with like a Netflix budget or something, but um, it was just so like. Like, all right, now I have the shot of him acting. And I mean acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what he's yelling at the kid. I'm like, okay. And now, now show him crying again. Now show him crying from this angle. Now show him crying again. Yeah. Like, his whole performance just looks like so teary-eyed the whole yeah. time. And it's like, I, I feel like with those films, you walk such a fine line. Like if you're going to go for over-the-top inspirational, if you're going to go for really, you know, dramatic or that, you have to make sure that all your ducks in a row if you're going to go after that. Because I think audiences can sniff out um, insincerity or um, not even just insincerity, but if something doesn't quite feel right, if, the, if there isn't the, the right level of intent behind it, I think that um, it, it, yeah. just, it comes off, it may not be insincere, but it comes off as an insincere. It, it can come and that's across, that sheen that you were talking about. Yeah, it can come across contrived that everything's like this, just getting beaten, beaten and beaten and beaten down. Mm. And it can be like, okay, right, we're, we're just going with this whole angle here and there's no nuance into in it. Yeah. So, I'm pretty off biopics right now, i got to say. Mm. Not interested. Next up. Next up, we've got Umbrella Academy. Um, this, I'm, again, I, I, I think I was just really underwhelmed by most of the trailers this week. Um, didn't do much for me. This is, this is a movie about um, you know, young superheroes that are, are um, <clears throat> I guess, what? It's a series, Adopted? Yeah. Space of a comic oh, book sorry, series yeah. by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Mm. I've read both of these comics that yeah. are... It's based off, and they're really cool. They're mm. really interesting, and I'm glad this is coming out. I, I wonder. It's hard to get right. It's a very, very quirky. Mm. You know, one of the dudes has giant. They couldn't. You couldn't even really see it in this in this trailer that one of them is kind of like a monkey ape man guy, and he's got massive fists. You mean and, the chimpanzee? Yeah. No, no, suit? no. The dude, the the guy in the big. So there's a chimpanzee coat. and a. Yeah, dude with like my yeah. guess. Okay, uh, Space Boy. I think <laughs> cool. it's Space Boy is his name, but he's got he's yeah. Anyway, it's just got a very quirky vibe and uh, very stylized art from um, Gabrielle Ba. Mm. Um, that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> this feels just kind of for me a little bit under budget, a little half-assed. Um, kind of, I think it's skating on that idea that we're you know it's street and it's kind of edgy and. Let's go, and, and I feel like that can just so often not translate well in, into film or series, or I just don't feel like that medium works well all the time for that. Yep, yep. So I, I listen. I, I I wonder if they've nailed it. We'll see in the end end the end uh, product. But it's a very very cool source material. Hmm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Next is the boys. Very similar. Very strange trailer. I thought that this mm. one was not well put together. I didn't. Oh, it's a really yeah weird trailer. It was just like no dialogue. It was just random shots. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that. I, I did. Very, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it reminded me a little bit of the losers. 
Mm. Uh, that film from like 2009. I think that might also be a Garth Ennis comic, to be honest. It, it looks so similar. Um, yeah, so ba- the, 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 the premise is basically superheroes. There's a world full of superheroes and they kind of suck. They're all like corrupt and celebrity and bullshit. And there's just these guys who uh, aim to kind of take them down, knock them down a peg. The boys. The, the, the concept is cool. Yeah, and I don't think you really get that in a trailer no, at all. No, you at really all. don't. And, and I the like second the trailer second trailer. Was, yeah. It's a lot mm. older. So that was the trailer that came out a couple months ago, yeah. I think conceptually I'm really into it. Execution, I'm not into it at yeah. all. Mm. Um, the comic is um, fucked up. Yeah. Like, really? yeah, it is profane and fucking graphic and cool. shit happens. Yeah, I don't nice. know. I don't know how deep they're going to dive into that, but it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty <laughs> base and fucking unappealing, but uh, <laughs> good work. I don't know. Yeah. Next up. Next up, we've got the Hummingbird Project. Which one was this? Um, drilling a straight line. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh. Jesse Eisenberg. Alexander um, Skarsgård. This has got a lot of promise for me. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really I'm getting like keen. big short type vibes from mm. it. I mean, it does deal with slightly similar um, subject matter. A little bit of social network in there, albeit not as dark, more, um, seems to be a bit more fun. Yeah. I think that this, as as with a lot of these kinds of films, has enormous uh, potential. They've gotten some really talented actors, um, but it'll really come down to how they stitch all the events together. I mean, there's films like uh, War Dogs, Big Short, um, just things that like tackle real-world events and real people um, that I feel like there's such a difficulty in, particularly if something happens over like a year or two years, making sure that you get the bullet points of what happens and that you don't feel like it's just kind of, you know, hitting the bullet points of just randomly. That was not well said. Fuck having stroke. <laughs> um, Basically, yeah. like that. <laughs> there's there's a there's a kind of a thin distinction between like movies based on true events and biopics, but the former I think is much richer in terms of what they can do with it because they're less focusing on yeah. dramatizing a real person's life and making them an interesting character, and mm. and it's more like in an entertaining way showing you something that actually happened. But, yeah. but the 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 challenge within both of those, uh, I guess, you know, whatever you would call them. Genre film or genre of film. I don't know. Let's go with that. Type of film. Is that you have to boil down, as you said, Connor, you know, two years worth of events into mm. two hours. You know, how do you, you know, and, and it's got to adhere to a three-act structure. Uh, how do you create that? And, and what do you cut? What do you keep in? That's the challenge within yeah. these things. Look at things like Wolf of Wall Street, done brilliantly. I think that was a really good film in terms of, you know, keep or uh, the, the scripting and, and the pacing and everything, really well done. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen Fool's Gold. It's the Matthew McConaughey one about- No, um, I missed that one. The Alberton uh, Gold scandal. That was cool. Um, yeah, look, it was really well acted. Um, it's interesting source material, but at the end of it, I kind of felt like, eh, like, I, I know a little bit about something that happened, but I didn't really feel as though the movie kind of kept me fully entertained the f- mm-hmm. all the way through, and it kind of fell into some of the pit traps that we mentioned. What about this one itself? Benny, what did you think of the Hummingbird Project trailer? It's fine. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, is this coming to cinemas, Netflix? I, I feel like I'm probably not going to see it. Cinemas, yeah. I think. Um, Skarsgård dancing was good. Yeah. I love the he, look. He was the highlight it. of the trailer, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's such I, a handsome I, devil and they, they've really dressed him down <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about Jesse Eisenberg? I uh, like that he wasn't the tech guy in this. I thought that was a good little way. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why it's kind of like the social network and it's a guy relentlessly pursuing something, but 
he's a different type of character what he normally plays. I like him a lot. He gets he got so much shit over the past decade for being Michael yeah. Sarah too. Yeah. Um but where's Michael Sarah now? Yeah. <laughs> he's on stage, bro. <laughs> um, oh, just on a little tangent, listen to the A twenty four podcast hmm. uh, of Jonah Hill and Michael Cera reuniting 10 years later talking oh, about really? Superbad. Hilarious. Yeah. They don't talk anything about the movie. They talk <laughs> only about the press tour and all the oh, wild things that, that happened. That's awesome. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, finally, on our trailer time, we have Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. This Which one is, is this one? This is the Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy one. Oh. So this trailer is actually... I, I came across <laughs> this trailer because uh, of an article talking about how um, poorly received it's been. Um, and I, the trailer or the movie, the, well, the trailer more. So, um, I kind of get why it's a very oddly toned trailer. It's rather cavalier about the whole situation. Well, exactly. Like, I mean, this is, this is a guy that, that is genuinely pretty sick. Mm. Um, I don't know why I said pretty sick. Like he's fucking sick. Um, and it, it also feels relatively recent, I suppose. Um, but the idea that then we're kind of glorifying him in this trailer, just, again, it just seemed odd I, I, I don't know i just it didn't it didn't fit totally particularly because um and correct me if i'm wrong the director was the guy that just did the ted bundy tapes on netflix mm. which is meant to be yes that's um, right relatively chilling um and probably more true to form in terms of you know who this guy really was and, and kind of the terror behind it yeah the, the trailer just didn't sit right with me it also feels a little um like the trailer's Trying to be like, ooh, is he? Did he do it or not? Or is he just some charming guy but who I got caught up that, in all that's this? That's what's like, interesting. No, we know he did it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's interesting about this character was I don't think anyone, everyone could believe that he did do it. Yeah, but that's a more interesting angle than I'm what, what I'm seeing there. Yes, yeah. and that's why I feel like they haven't quite nailed it. Mm. Yeah. And also, Zac Efron, I haven't really seen him do much dramatic stuff. I think he's uh, brilliant. I love Zac Efron as a comedic actor. I think he's fucking up there. But um. I feel like he, he really got this role because he looks so crazy like Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's the number one reason he's been cast in this. So hopefully he can actually live up to the. And also, the, I think the baggage that he brings in that, oh, can you believe Zach Efron's playing a murderer? Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. weaves into the angle that they're that's trying to do casting. with. I will be very yes. interested to see if the tone of the trailer contrasts with some of the. How that contrasts with some of the subject matter in the film and how they handle that. Mm. Um, I think that will really kind of bring to light why they did the trailer like that if if the entire film ends up being like that i'm i'm not sure about that but it's getting it got um good reviews out of sundance okay um fuck movie it. might be good cool movie coming to your screen soon and with that guys that's the end of the weekly movie show thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to check out our titans review with spoilers so if you have or haven't seen it you know we're going to be talking about it it's going to be a lot and lots of fun Join us next week for some more movie antics. We're going to be reviewing something, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Lego Movie 2, Lego Movie 1, retro review, possibly. Me very well be. I haven't sure. checked. Listen, roll the dice if that happens. <laughs> you know, I've mentioned it, now we'll see. Uh, farewell. Farewell, Connor. Bye. Farewell, Manny. Bye. This is our little, for the end bit, you know?
you know the little bits we have at the end. Just gotta just Whoa, wacky wacky. That's count, it. Extra count more, stuff. Can't more, force it. Can't force that. it, George. Can't force Additional that. content. Done. Do your fucking intro, mate. <laughs> Alrighty. I'll go to you, Connor. Yeah, sweet. Ah, wait, I should actually figure that out then, shouldn't I? <laughs> Here we go. This is where the content really comes. Yeah. In the fuck ups. Oh, my, my, my. So we'll do question of the week in segment one. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. Can you just jump in with that when you're yeah. ready? Eric Carter, boy. Eric Cartman. <laughs> Cartman, Erica. Fuck. I can't go in any episode. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> So aggressive. All right. 